And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Good to be with you again today. Hope everybody is well and staying safe and doing the best they can under these difficult circumstances. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. We'll talk about the latest news from around the NHL about what the league is doing to restart. We also have Uh, An interesting interview with Islanders GM Lou Lamorello, and we'll have Lou's thoughts about what the NHL is going to do as far as starting up again is concerned, and it's good to see that Lou Lamorello, at least, is cautiously optimistic that there will be a completion in some way, shape, or form to the 2019-2020 season. And, of course, we have this date in Islanders history, a big win for the Islanders in a regular season finale in New Jersey. Plus, we have our look at the greatest season in Islanders history, Rangers and Islanders set to meet in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs in 1982, and we will cover that and bring you back a lot of memories from that special Islanders season which saw them win their third Stanley Cup. If you have a question or a comment or a topic that you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to shoot us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and tell us where you're from, happy to mention you on the air. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on the latest news from around the world of the New York Islanders. All right, so right now the league still, of course, in a holding pattern, and the latest news coming out, the Ottawa Senators, a team that is near the bottom of the league standings, and certainly if the season were to end today, came up with three proposals to the league. They were, the details were kept confidential, but the Senators organization basically um, coming up with plans for the resumption of play, a possible playoff series, and how to hold the draft lottery and eventually the draft. So Ottawa basically putting all of that out there and on the table with the hope that play, you know, will resume and that their input is at least included. So, you know, the one thing that we are seeing throughout the NHL is that 
the teams and the league executives and everybody else is trying to figure out the best way to make things happen. Now, Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic had an interview with Lou Lamorello, and I'll quote from some interesting parts of it. Uh, First of all, Lamorello, I firmly believe we will be back. I like what I'm seeing today as far as our area, certainly, that things have leveled off with reference to the number of people going into the hospital. Hopefully, things are starting and beginning to get under control. I'm not naive. I know there's a lot of work ahead of us with reference to making sure things can or cannot be done. But we've got a lot of brilliant people in the National Hockey League. We've got a lot of brilliant people in the Players Association who have the best interest of the players and the game side by side. There's no dreaming, but there is planning. And you have to look at every possible potential situation that might be available to us. And there has to be adjustments. There has to be give and take. The best news I heard last week was the communication that is going on between the league and the Players Association. They are on the same page. They're looking for the right answers. But more important, they're asking the right questions to and with each other. So Lou Lamorello, Islanders general manager, a Hall of Famer, a guy who has seen it all. But, uh, you know, he is optimistic and he is trying to look forward and says there will be hockey. And, you know, here's what he says. I like Utopia. I like the perfect scenario, which would be getting all the regular season games back. But getting the game back will take precedent with the time frame that is available to do it and still be allowed to have a full season next year, which I believe is extremely important. But whatever type of format that we can come back and play the rest of the season, whether it's regular season games, whether it's playing a couple of exhibition games prior to starting with the playoffs, there are some great minds who will come up with the right format that is fair. So, you know, look, the Islanders, as of right now, are on the bubble. And they are a team that, based on percentage of points, would be in the playoffs, based on total points right now, would not be in the playoffs. Right now, Columbus has played two more games than the Islanders. They're a point ahead of the Islanders, and they have that final playoff spot, by points at least, in the Eastern Conference. So for the Islanders, it's important that every team play the same number of regular season games or that the league use a point percentage formula in order to figure out uh, who's going to qualify for the playoffs. And it really, the key is going to be when things are able to resume. And, you know, if the league has time to finish the regular season, more power to them. I think with each passing day and week, it becomes more difficult, but not impossible to do, and it just becomes a question of the league figuring out what the best scenario is, but here's a guy with a lot of insight, an insight, Lou Lamorello, longtime general manager and official in this league, Islanders general manager, he's optimistic, and to me, that at least made me a little bit happier with regard to the way things might play out. 
We have got a lot more to talk about here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have this date in Islanders history, plus the exciting uh, playoff series between the Islanders and the Rangers back in the greatest season in Islanders history, 1981-82. Okay, time for this date in Islanders history. We go back to a regular season finale April 15th, 1992, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders hosting the New Jersey Devils. Islanders coming to the end of a disappointing season. Uh, one that did not see them make the playoffs, but they did finish 500. And, uh, well, at least they needed a win in this game to finish 500. The Devils. Coming into town, Chris Terreri in between the pipes for New Jersey. Glenn Healy, the netminder for the New York Islanders in the first period. Islanders get on the board early. Adam Creighton, his 21st from Mick Vakoda and Scott Lachance at 317. And the Islanders led one to nothing. That was how it stood after 20 minutes of play. In the second period, still a tight defensive game initially, but the Islanders eventually increased their lead. At 9 minutes and 30 seconds of the second period, Steve Thomas, his 27th from Tom Curvers and Daniel Marois, and it's 2 to nothing Islanders. Then, Ray Ferraro reaches a milestone in the season finale, he pots his 40th of the season from Marawa and Steve Thomas at 1540, and it's 3-0 Islanders. Benoit Hogue gets his milestone goal at 1812, his 30th of the season from Pat Flatley and Ray Ferraro, and it's 4-0 Islanders, and then just 18 seconds later, his second of the game, Steve Thomas, his 28th of the year, Daniel Marwa, Jeff Finley with the helpers, and after two periods, it's five to nothing in favor of the Islanders. In the third period, stayed five nothing for a while, but then Steve Thomas completes his hat trick. He gets his 29th goal of the year from Scott Lachance and Pierre Turgeon at 14:34, and then five minutes and 10 seconds later. Thomas, his fourth of the game, milestone 30th goal of the season from Pierre Turgeon and Joe Rieke. Final score in this one, the Islanders skate past the Devils by a score of 7 to nothing. Martin Brodeur, by the way, came into this game in the third period and gave up those final two goals. Chris Terreri gave up five goals in 25 shots for the Islanders, Steve Thomas, four goals, one assist to lead the attack, but a few other multiple point Islanders, Daniel Marawa, three assists in this one, and then a goal and an assist for Ray Ferraro, uh, which is always a good thing. Two helpers for Scott Lachance and two helpers for Pierre Turgeon. For Glenn Healy, a 22-save shutout in this game. As far as shots on goal, Steve Thomas, he got the four goals by far, leading the team with nine shots on goal 
Adam Creighton, a distant second with five, followed by, of all people, Mick Vakoda, who actually had an assist in this game and had four shots on goal for the Islanders. So, on this date in Islanders history, the Isles close out the 1991-92 season with a 35, a 34-35-11 mark, one game below 500. They miss the playoffs, but end the season on a high note, a 7-0 win at the Coliseum over the New Jersey Devils. All right, more to talk about on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will talk about the Rangers-Islanders series from 1982 as we continue our look back at the greatest season in Islanders history, 1981-82, the year of their third straight Stanley Cup. So the Islanders and the Rangers are set to meet in the second round of the playoffs in 1982, and that was then called the Patrick Division Final, as, you know, in the playoffs back then, it went straight through the division. First place team in the division meets fourth place team in the division, and so on. So before this playoff round got underway, the Islanders announced that playoff tickets would be on sale for both the conference final and the Stanley Cup final. And the Islanders announced their prices for the tickets, $29 being the most expensive seat in the house. The tickets were $20, $25, and $29. Although, according to Islanders spokesman Les Wagner, there were very few $29 tickets for sale. 85% of those tickets are sold at a discount rate to season ticket holders who pay either $18, or $25 for them. But the announcement was made that tickets went on sale the day before the start of the Rangers series. They were sold in eight game strips with a maximum of two tickets for each game. By the way, that $29 per ticket price was the highest price of any ticket or any team charged for the last two rounds that season. $29 to see the Stanley Cup Final. I'm not even sure you can do much more than park your car now for $29, or at least very close to it. All right, Game 1 of this series takes place April 15th, 1982, Rangers had just eliminated the Flyers in the first round of the playoffs. The Islanders, as we discussed yesterday, uh, had knocked off the Penguins. They were uh, won the first two games of that Penguin series, lost the next two, were down 3-1 to one in the third period of the fifth and deciding game. John Tonelli gets the tying goal late in the period after Al Arbor changes goalies. And then Tonelli pots the winning goal in overtime. Islanders survive and win that uh, series against a Penguins team who, on paper, really didn't belong in the same, you know, on the same rink uh, as the Islanders were. But the tough way that the Islanders won that series, the exhausting way that that, that series was played certainly had an effect on the Islanders in 
the first game of their series with the Rangers. Eddie Mio gets the start for the Rangers. Of course, the Islanders counter with Batlin Billy Smith. And the Rangers get on the board first in a penalty-free first period, which is very rare back then in the playoffs. Ron Duguay gets on the board for the Rangers at 319, his fourth of the playoffs from Mike Allison and former Miracle on Ice Olympian Rob McClanahan. But that lead lasts less than a minute. Defensive defenseman Dave Longevin, of all people, scores his first goal of the playoffs at 4.04. Ex-Ranger Mike McEwen with the only assist, and the game is all even at one apiece. The Rangers get a goal from a player who spent almost the entire season in the minors, Cam Connor, who was called up for the postseason, gets his second of the playoffs, his first of this series, from Barry Beck and Rayo Rutzelainen at 7-13, and it's a 2-1 Rangers lead at that point. The Islanders do not take this line down. It's wide open hockey, and that's rare. Mike Bossy ties the score, his third of the playoffs, from Brian Trottier and Bob Bourne at 11:43. We're all even at two goals apiece. Then the Islanders take the lead. Bob Nystrom, his second of the playoffs, from the veteran Butch Goring and John Tonelli at 16:51. Islanders lead. 3-2, but then the Rangers, a mere 37 seconds later, tie it up. An unassisted goal by Rob McClanahan, his second of the playoffs at 17-28. And after one period, this game was all even at three apiece. Meanwhile, Eddie Mio leaves after the first period. He has a bad back. Steve Weeks takes over in between the pipes for the New York Rangers. In the second period, only one goal is scored. Robbie Fatorik of the Rangers is the goal scorer, his fourth from Don Maloney and Dave Maloney at 14.56. So the Rangers clinging to a 4-3 lead as the teams headed into the second intermission. Things got rough midway through the second period. Dwayne Sutter and Steve Weeks end up with a fight, and then misconducts are handed out after that. Dwayne Sutter got an extra two for roughing, but then for the Islanders, Brent Sutter, Mike McEwen, Dave Longevin, Clark Gillies, all... Uh, get misconducts. For the Rangers, however, Miko Leninen, Tom Laidlaw, Andre Dory, Cam Connor, and Mike Allison all get misconducts. What does that mean? Well, among other things, it left both teams short of available defensemen. Islanders down Longevin and McEwen, the Rangers down Laidlaw and Dory, and so each team, you know, down a whole defense pairing at that point. The Islanders managed to tie the game. John Tonelli, his fourth of the playoffs from Goring and Nystrom at 15:44, And it looked like, despite the sloppiness of this game, 
that we might be headed to overtime. But a screenshot by Rayo Rutsalainen, his second goal of the playoffs from Mike Rogers and Nick Fatiu scored with a minute 58 left in regulation and the Rangers skate away with a win in game one as the Islanders probably mentally fatigued after that tough playoff series against Pittsburgh fall behind in the series lose game one at the Nassau Coliseum by that five to four score but the very next night the Islanders bounce back and they bounce back in big fashion Steve Weeks again the Ranger goalie Billy Smith again the goalie for the Islanders the whole thing about this game the Islanders tightened up defensively after a wide open game one they limit the Rangers to just 20 shots on goal for the entire game and the Islanders come up big first of all on the power play with Eddie Johnston in the penalty box for slashing Dennis Potvan his first of the playoffs from Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier at 534 and it's 1-0 Islanders Billy Carroll the fourth line center and penalty killer par excellence he comes through with a shorthanded goal John Tonelli was in the box for slashing it's Carroll his first of the playoffs from fellow penalty killer Butch Goring at 11:03 Islanders led 2 to nothing and then Dwayne Sutter his first of the playoffs from Anders Kaller and Dennis Potvan 3 nothing Islanders after one goals by Dwayne Sutter and Mike Bossy make it a 5 nothing game before the Rangers finally get a power play goal from Robbie Fatorik late in the second period to at least get on the board. But Brian Trottier scores again early in the third period. Mike McEwen adds a power play goal midway through the third period. A goal by Miko Leninen with a little less than two and a half minutes left is the final tally of the game, but the Islanders destroy the Rangers in game two by a 7 to two margin three assists in this one for Anders Kaller two goals for Dwayne Sutter a goal and two assists each for Brian Trottier and Dennis Potvan and suddenly if you're the Islanders it seemed like everything was once again right with the world after the game Butch Goring telling the media we won because we played our positions very well and took advantage of our opportunities however You'll see a better team on Sunday in Game 3. The series shifts to Madison Square Garden for Game 3, and the Islanders get on the board first again with Mike Bossy giving them a 1-0 lead at 12-12 with an unassisted goal, but Robbie Fatorik ties it at 14-06, and after one period, it's a 1-1 hockey game. Meanwhile, Eddie Mio, by the way, back in goal for the Rangers in Game 3. He gives up a second-period power play goal to Bob Bourne. Bourne's first of the playoffs, and the Islanders led 2-1 to one after 40 minutes. But then the Rangers score early in the period, twice in three minutes. Rayo Rutsalainen from Mike Rogers, 19 seconds in, ties it. And then Mike Allison, his first of the playoffs at 319 
gives the Rangers a one-goal lead, but it only lasts for five minutes and seven seconds. Bob Bourne, his second of the game, second of the playoffs from Dave Longevin and Brian Trottier, and we go to overtime. Folks, to this date, the Rangers have never beaten the Islanders in a playoff overtime game. Three minutes in, Brian Trottier, his fourth from Kenny Morrow. Morrow always, you know, not a big offensive guy, but in the playoffs, he always seemed to come up clutch. Sets up Trottier for the game winner. Three minutes in, and the Islanders take back home ice advantage. Two goals for Bob Bourne in this game. Trottier with a goal and an assist. Billy Smith, 22 saves to earn the victory. And it's a 2-1 to one lead in the series for the Islanders. Game four at Madison Square Garden. The Rangers and Herb Brooks, their coach, take a big gamble. They start John Davidson who had played only one game all year because of assorted injuries, hoping he can recreate some of the magic he had back in 1979. It doesn't end up paying off. The Islanders took the lead midway through the first period on Mike Bossy's sixth playoff goal, and then the Rangers had a 2-1 to lead. Ron Duguay evened it up later in the first period. Don Maloney, a power play goal early in the second, but then the Islanders come back. Dennis Potvin ties it with his second playoff goal from Trache and Bossy. And then later in the second period, Clark Gillies, his fifth of the playoffs, on the power play from Trache and Bossy, and the Islanders had a 3-2 lead. After the Rangers tie it early in the third period on another goal by Cam Connor, it's Dwayne Sutter with what was eventually the game winner, his third of the playoffs from Wayne Merrick. An empty net goal by Butch Goring in the final 35 seconds clinches it, and the Islanders win again. A goal and two assists for Mike Bossy, three helpers for Brian Trottier, Clark Dillies with a goal and an assist, and Billy Smith again coming up big, making 22 saves. Davidson started the game, lasted only 33 minutes and change, gave up the first three goals, but could not be the savior for the Rangers, and the Islanders had a commanding 3-1 lead in the series. The Rangers managed to win Game 5 at the Coliseum, and that temporarily delayed the Islanders' ability to clinch a power play goal by Cam Connor early in the third period, essentially clinching a 4-2 win for the Rangers in that game. And interestingly enough, the series goes back to Madison Square Garden for Game 6. And there, the Islanders close things out. A 5-3 win in the deciding game with an empty net goal by Bob Bourne being the clincher. Two goals each for Bourne and Butch Goring. Dave Longevin with a goal and an assist. Billy Smith, 22 saves. Again, the Islanders playing strong defense around him. And the Islanders defeat the Rangers for the second year in a row and advance to the Eastern Conference Final where they would face the Quebec Nordique. And we'll have 
highlights and remembrances of that series coming up tomorrow as we continue our look at the greatest season in Islanders history, 1981-82. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a national perspective on the world of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow, and let's go Islanders!